and you have to be open to have that happen. But even then, even being open and then having that orgasm, you're even more open, like more than you ever thought possible. And then it just keeps happening. And it's like, well, there's another one. There's another one. Like we don't, we don't count. Like he said, 10, like, no, it's, it's triple that sometimes. And, and it's just, I don't know. I love the way that you say gourmet because it does, it feels like you're just feeding all of your cells, all of your organs, your skin, your hair. Like I just feel so fed and nourished and loved and taken care of and settled. Orgasmic enlightenment where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. The Fukmore Parenting Method. One of the most common and socially acceptable excuses for not having sex as a couple is when you have children. No one will fault you for that. Oh, you have a new baby? Of course you aren't having sex. Oh, you haven't had sex in a few years? Well, you have so many children, how could you ever find the time? The irony here is that the more you have sex, the easier and more effective your parenting will be. The better the sex you have, you will find that your whole life, and especially that as a parent, flows with ease, grace, and harmony. Want to know why? Because your bed is the epicenter of your family. And that's where your children came from, right? The energy that you cultivate from your intimate life radiates out and reverberates into everything you do, especially your children and family. You as the couple are the engine. When you are in love and having passionate, life-changing, life-building sex, you are feeding and nourishing yourselves and everyone around you, especially those closest to you. They feel the changes in the barometric pressure of your connection the strongest. When you are in strife and fighting with each other or living in a defended space, that is the frequency that filters down into your children. That is the food they are eating. And that is the energy that they will mirror back to you and express out in the world. I have seen this in countless couples over the years. When they come to me and their relationship is in stress, inevitably their children are too. So what is the solution? Why the Fukmore parenting method, of course. Over the years, as I've worked with so many couples and I've coached them in the Fukmore method, as we saw their relationship heal and flourish, so did the behavior of their children. They became calmer, happier, more open. They share more and communicate. This energy that you generate, this magical life force energy, feeds everyone in your midst, and especially those who were birthed from it. The old idea that you could hide the state of your relationship from your children and couples stay together because of the kids is one of the most damaging things you could ever do to your children because you are living a lie. You are modeling a lie and that will be the biggest lesson they learn from you that they too should have a relationship based on lies and that true love and intimacy just isn't for them, right? Isn't that what you've been teaching them for the last however many years? The best lesson and modeling you can give them for life and love and their entire future is that you love and fuck the shit out of each other. And that becomes the strength 
that supports and nurtures everything and everyone around you. You are each other's source of energy. So many couples under the stress of having a new baby and not being deeply connected to begin with, instead of turning to each other, turn away from each other and into themselves. They don't live and love and parent as a unit, but as two independent entities. They forget or they've never known that they are stronger when united. If you add on top of this a traumatic birth, which nearly all hospital births are, you have a couple emerging out of their birth experience with PTSD, a disconnected relationship, even though they might not know it, and now they are thrown in the deep end of the challenges of parenting. Is it any wonder they struggle? The big secret, though, is that you will gain the most energy, strength, patience, intuition, and joy if you know and make a way of life out of your relationship being the center of everything. This is your sanctuary and fueling station, the place you go to recharge, surrender, let go, and find yourself in each other's arms, hearts, and genitals. In today's all-star interview, we have Mara and Phil. We've interviewed Mara before in another all-star episode called Five Techniques to Create a Super Pussy, which is season four, episode one. Amazing episode, highly recommend. So Mara and Phil have a blended family of six children between them, including a toddler and a six-week-old baby who she was tandem breastfeeding during our interview. I kid you not. So whenever you catch yourself making excuses for why you can't, remember that is a choice. And then listen to this interview. Well fucked all stars. Right. Welcome Mara and Phil. And there is Mara tandem breastfeeding as we speak. Good morning. Good morning. So Tell us all about the Fukmore parenting method. So you've been on this epic odyssey as parents and flying in the face of what a lot of people would see, like we've been talking about the number one socially accepted excuse why parents don't have sex is because they have children and that excuse can fly for many, many years. <laughs> and You've been the opposite of that, where you've really taken your intimate life as nourishment for being parents. So tell us all about that and any part of your journey you think would be inspiring and relevant for people listening. You You start? (laughs) I don't care. I can start. Yeah. So, um, so we took, we took a few of your courses individually and then your coming together course let's see, it was about two years ago. And then we took one last year and we had our first uh, baby Elvis and he's, he's almost two now. And then we just had Hercules here about (laughs) five, six weeks ago. I Um, love the names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I would say, yeah, sex really has played a key part in, in, being parents and being able to raise these boys, especially being as close as they are, um, you know, it's, so I'm, I'm an engineer, I have an engineering background, computer engineering, and, and I've always grown up, you know, organized, got to have systems in place. And, (laughs) and Mara and I met uh, a few years back and, and started to change my perspective in that on that a lot and tap into more of an intuition and flow. And I would say that's really what has been just essential to being able to, you know, adapt as needed and, and raise these boys is there's just no way you can get organization when, (laughs) when you've got, you know, these kids, these young kids with their, with their needs and waking up at different times and keying off each other you know, it's like when when one one of them has needs fed, the other one needs fed, and it's just you know, and then you, you're dealing with being tired and and all of that. So that ability to flow and just kind of adapt and and be light and follow your intuition in those types of situations has just been such a, you know, I can't imagine the old me being able to handle 
this. <laughs> so I think your your course has really opened the door to that. And then Mara and I have continued to, you know, in our own personal development, go toward that that intuitive approach. And and that's just been a really powerful combo speaking for me, you know, being able to, you know, I still have that engineer mindset organization, but also um being able to tap into my own intuition a lot better. Right. I like that. And I think when you say, I mean, organization, most people would see as really positive. I, I'm wondering if you mean that idea of being in control, right? Where yeah. like there's a need to try to control things that you have to let go of. And then, but organization is always a great thing, but control would be the thing that would be hard to surrender. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's a good way to put it is, you know, trying to trying to be organized we try to get up at a certain time each day we try to get breakfast ready for everybody we try to do dinner together as a family we've got six kids in the family now um with the two little ones there's a there's a what a, about a 10 year gap between four older ones and these two so you know that's 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 kind so of organization is essential, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, but there are things that come up. Like we were just talking about, you know, lack of sleep. It's like, you just make it work, you know? So I, I think that's more what he's speaking to is this, like, we want, it's like, it's a choice, you know, do you want to enjoy your life? Do you want to show up for your partner? Do you want to feel good in your body? Like all of these things are our choices. And so yeah, we just, we make the choice to, to not make excuses and to not fall into those, those traps of, uh, it's so easy to do. And it's so, like you said, accepted by society. And yeah. And real. it's like when, things, yeah, go oh, on. Sorry. Yeah. Go. When, when things, it's like, you'll, you'll, you have these best laid plans and, and when something does not go to plan, it's almost like there's this decision point where you can really let it get to you or you can embrace it. Yeah. You can, you can embrace the, okay, the wheels have fallen off here. We're just going to, we're just going to go with this and see what happens. And I think, you know, that's something I've really learned from Mara, you know, and, and she's modeled that and, um, and, you know, I think these two younger ones really benefit from that is, um, you know, sometimes we bend, but we don't, we don't break. <laughs> and when, I think when you say the wheels fall off, like we're never in that sort of a situation. I, it's, this is new for you, like stepping into this, yeah. this whole chaos. We call it organized chaos, by the way, because it is like, it's, it's organized, but it is chaotic just because there's so many bodies. Um, but it's, there's so many unexpected things that come up. We have teenagers who have issues. You know, we've got so many schedules to work around. We've got middle school, elementary school, and then baby and toddler. Um, and so there's so many unexpected things that come up. So just going, going with the flow and being happy throughout that, I think is something that has transferred over from, you know, that work that we've done and like, okay, like let's, let's see where this is going to take us. And let's see, like, we're confident in our ability to handle anything in any situation, no matter how much sleep we've had, no matter, no matter what the situation is, it's like, we got this and we know what we want as a result. We want a happy family. We want a, a cohesive family. We want the kids to get along. We want them to know we love them. Um, we want them to feel supported. We want to support each other in, in our goals and dreams. And so it's a, it's a daily choice over and over and over again. We have to keep choosing to to not make excuses to show up to yeah. 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 I love that. And I think that's such a key because that that choice not to feel like a victim or feel sorry for ourselves or feel like oh why me or oh what a pain in the ass oh why is this happening but rather like you say go with the flow know that you've got this and choose to handle it gracefully and positively yeah yeah so let's talk about how so how did you get there how did you get to this place of having 
like this cultivating this energy and faith in your own ability to to have these things and manage these things. And I think, Mara, I'd love to hear, I know you've shared about this in another podcast episode, but I'd love to hear a bit about your journey initially, even through having your first baby and how your sexual practices informed that as a starting place. And then to go on from there and share, you know, what's happened since then and where you guys are at now. My very first baby or my baby, my first baby after doing all the, the recent baby that like I'd say Elvis then like your experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so I actually I I had found you in, in the summer of was it, it was 21. Was it 21? Yeah, so it was yeah. when he was born. So I was pregnant with him and I had emailed your staff. I was like, do I take the which course do I take? I know this this um well-fucked woman is coming up. I've, I'm very interested in it but I'm also pregnant. Should I take the, the, um, what is your it, mama or sexy mama? Sexy mama. Yeah. And she was like, why don't you just take this one? Cause it's right now. And I was like, okay. So I just, so I started with like the next week and I actually ended up having him like five weeks early. And so I was in the middle of the course during well-fucked woman. And, um, and I'm so glad that I had done that because a lot of the, the, um, the things I had learned helped me actually in birth um, and then healing afterwards. So, And would like, you say that's like vaginal awareness? Like what helped you through birth in that course in particular that, yeah, in terms of your sexual energy? It's, I, I think I started, I mean, it doesn't really matter why you start, right? You're, you're drawn to things for, for particular reasons, but it was like, we we had a new relationship. We had just got married that summer. Um, and we've been together, you know, two years before that. And so we were still trying to figure out how we meshed together. And so I was like this. Um, and I I grew up very religious. And so like sex was very taboo. We didn't talk about it. And so I didn't really know how to bring up sexual things with him and like how to talk like with him about things and, and work through things when I had a problem or when he had a problem. So I think that was my initial, uh, pull towards your work. Um, but then, yeah. So when I started, I, I learned vaginal awareness, I learned body awareness. Um, and, and it was also this, like this spiritual light that turned on in me where I could feel the sexual energy, um, and it it helped me. Hi, what's up? Can I use something? Baking powder, honey. Just one. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, kids making pancakes. Um, Love it. So it was, um, it was a lot of just this this spiritual light. I said that that really turned on in me, and. And I felt turned on everywhere that I went. And I was like, what is this? Like, I think I even like emailed one time. I was like, is this normal? I feel like I'm walking down the street and I am like, hi, like what is going on? Like, I feel light. I feel like I'm being carried. Like, like, I feel like I have this line in front of me. Like, I know exactly what I need to do, where I need to be. Like, I feel like guided. And, and you're, I don't know who emailed back. It was anyway, but they were like, yep, keep it up, keep up the good work. You know? um, so it was that. And then, and then also just my, um, my healing afterward, I had always struggled with postpartum depression with all of my um, kids, but after Elvis was born, um, not, not the slightest sign of it. Like I was happy beyond happy. Like his birth was extremely orgasmic and like I glowed after and people were like, did you just have a baby? Like what, <laughs> what did you, what are you drinking? What are you eating? Like, um, how did you do this? And I'm um, lots of come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there's regular flour in the, in the bucket with the blue bin. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so 
so yeah, those, that was huge. The postpartum depression. And then also just the, the healing of my body as well. Um, my vagina, like I, I didn't feel like I had just given birth. Like normally it's like, and I think it's a lot of that is the societal expectations put on you or, or not expectations, but like curse excuses, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you have to wait six weeks to have sex and you're going to feel like you were hit by a train. And I was like, I feel amazing. Um, I think I shared this story of how I made, you know, a hundred cinnamon rolls, like a week after he was born, like first something we had, had this like farm event. And, um, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I, I just like put him in the carrier and I felt great. And, um, yeah. 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 And, and just yeah, from a, from a, a guy's perspective, I would, I would say our sex has changed like 180% it's turned around 180% degrees since when we, we first met is either as a guy, I could really feel it as you got in touch with yourself and, and, you know, talking about orgasms, we would have sex and it was, you know, it was good, but it was, there wasn't that just absolute connection and flow to it because I wasn't good about, about talking about it and being open and, and right. Like you, it wasn't something that came up that we really talked about. And, and so it's just been, you know, when we started your course, I thought, okay, well, maybe we'll get, maybe things will get a little better and we'll learn a thing or two here and there, but it, it really has been a whole transformation that, that really kicked off with, with taking the course, but then it's, it's how it changes you. It, it kind of starts you on this path. And then, then as you look at yourself and your own hangups, you, you just become more and more open. And I think we're still, we're still w- big time on this journey, but it's just, it's snowballed for sure. Yeah. We just, we look at each other, you know, <laughs> during sex or after sex. And we're just like, Oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe like how, how, how good this has gotten. So, yeah. 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 So that's been great. Yeah. And that's it for the, for the, the baby thing. But I mean, we have so many more things we can share and how it's transformed yes. our lives. But um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, yeah, I'd love to hear all of that and any other, how else you might articulate your sexual connection and what it does for you as parents you've already said that but I guess in whatever else you want to share the more that you weave that through would be great to really demonstrate to people right the truth of this so they get it yeah you have anything that jumps out at you that you want to speak to yes so um something that's kind of recently um shift that I think for us is we've been much more, uh, well, it's not recently. It's just been recently, I think fully like locked in place is our authenticity, um, individually. So it's something that we've been slowly kind of taking steps toward, toward, but just this last week we were like, we don't, we don't feel like we have to do anything for anyone be anything for anyone, say the right thing for, and it's like, we're just ourselves. And, um, I've noticed a huge impact on the kids and especially the teenagers in that sense. Um, so I have my 14 year old daughter who is starting to date and she's like 15 now, sorry. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she's, she picked a couple of like, like just, bleh boys you know and she'd be like mom they you know he um he thinks like he told his friends he thinks I'm fat or whatever and so that's why he dumped me and she was just like what's wrong with him you know like <laughs> like normally a teenager would like she'd be in a puddle of tears right but she was just like what's his problem like I have a big booty but like I like my booty and I was like yeah you do like <laughs> you know um and so and I, I don't know, like, I don't want to take credit for that because she was born how she was born. But like, I, I, I know there's a huge um, 
impact when when parents are the way that they are it it transforms energetically to the kids um behavior has been a huge shift <laughs> when we first got together he was like what is the deal with your kids <laughs> like, <laughs> they were no not really I love you. <laughs> but um he was like we need to shape this ship up right um but it and it's like we've made a few like I don't know organizational changes and in, in how they do chores and things like that but the more peaceful that we get with each other and with ourselves um the better our household runs it's just it's smoother um the kids are all downstairs like she needed help finding flour and baking soda but like like i mean they're just they're all just kind of doing their own thing and they're happy and they get along we have fights every once in a while still but they don't last long and um so i think uh, i think there's huge huge benefit to the to the kids and just without even we don't have to say a word we haven't we haven't told them what like well not specifically what we're doing they know kind of what we're doing but like we don't have to tell them like here's how you should act and here's we want you to be peaceful it's just kind of energetically transforms or transfers onto them i think yeah yeah and i'll i'll say like for the younger the our two younger boys i feel like what this has allowed for us is to to really tap into our intuition and so mm -hmm. you know the world lays out this this plan and path for for kids to follow and for for you know us to follow as adults and raising them but i think yeah. we've we've really taken this approach of okay what what feels right to us um and, and i think it's given us that that freedom you know looking at education and and medical decisions and you know <laughs> what kind of values we want to in, to to instill and model for them it's it's really been this yeah it, it's like it's cleared the path so that we can can really look within authentically and say okay what what works for us and to be able to trust that enough to to pass that along to you know, these guys that are the most special thing to us, you know, we yeah. want, we want the best for them. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, this reinforces what I say to people is that the couple and their intimate connection really is the fuel for the family. You are the engine for the family. And when your connection is running smoothly and you are using each other as an energy source, that then bubbles out ripples out into all of your lives but especially your family and your children they are who feel it the most strongly and when there's actual chaos and strife within the the couple and their relationship sexually speaking emotionally speaking then that reverberates out into the children and they become chaotic and stressed and acting out and belligerent and when the couple is in harmony, that same harmony then flows out to the rest of the family. And so whether the couple understands this or not, and I would assert that most do not, <laughs> most people have no idea how that's connected, is that it's absolutely fundamentally inextricably connected. And parents really don't get the gravity of that, right? How important their relationship is holding the bar as the barometer, as the stage setter for the entire family. And so the irony is that when parents think they don't have time to have sex and it's too busy and whatever, they're actually creating more damage and chaos <laughs> in their family life than when they prioritize their sex life and that becomes the source for everything. I, yeah. I could not agree with that <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's like the minute we, we start to get separated or, you know, even in a small way where there, there's absolutely no hiding that, you know, you, you think you can, you know, go through the day or put a, a fake smile on and nobody will tell. Mm -hmm. And, and that is absolutely not the case. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, that's really something we've realized in the last, you know, I'd say six months even is just, you know, how much if we get disconnected, 
if we're not if we're not uh, on the same wavelength, you can immediately tell in the older kids, and you can <laughs> you can tell in the little kids they'll they attack. It's like know. they can they feed off of it. They're like, "Ooh, mom and dad are out of sync. We can we can get what we want here." <laughs> yeah, not not what they want, but they, it's like they can sense it, and they they um they try to fix it. I think like they come in with like more chaos to try to be like something's not right here. I don't know. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, they're like they they. What is it? I heard somewhere where it said that when somebody is not feeling well, like emotionally, they try to make the other person feel just as bad. Right? Have you heard this? So it's like like when a toddler throws a tantrum, they're screaming and they're. Their goal is to get the parent to feel how they're feeling. Like, I feel awful. And so I'm going to make you feel awful as well. Right? Like, like a couple fight or whatever. So I feel like that's what the kids are doing when we're not in sync, when the house isn't really running smoothly. They act out to represent like they're not feeling well. They feel the disease in the house. They feel like the lack of peace. And so the opposite happens just as quickly and it happens quickly yeah like we have a sex date and it's like ah like the morning goes just like ah. <laughs> you know where before it was like we didn't get any sleep what are we gonna do today blah, blah 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 you know we have so much to do and then it's like we have sex and it's like ah everything's okay like we're all gonna be good let's go make breakfast and the kids are good and everything's good and we accomplish everything and more than we need to in that day and yeah I don't know just it works. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to think about your relationship, you know, or or parenting is like these physical things that happen. Well, did we get enough sleep? Or yeah. did we get did we get the kids to their appointment on time or to yeah. their activity? Are they getting good grades, are they? <laughs> yeah, but there's this emotional, this emotional need to be attached and and that is just, it's so easy to overlook, yeah. but it is so critical to, to everything else flowing. And, you know, that's, that awareness has really yeah. come to the forefront here lately. And I think it's especially important because we are like a blended family. Like I had four children and then we met, Phil and I met. And so he is, you know, learning to make those connections with with the older kids. And I would say we would not be successful. I would go so far as to say that we would not be successful if we did not have this work in our lives. This, the communication dates, the sex dates, the the clearing the glass, um, all of that, like the just the energy of being connected. And they say like, what is it like 75% of second marriages end in divorce. And it's like, why why is that, you know? Like, why does that happen? Because you carry your same issues in, you know, from your last relationships. And so we both, it was like, like I said, it's choice after choice after choice. Like we don't want that. We want to have successful, a successful home life and family life. And, um, and so we choose it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, that clearing the glass. So we did the, we did the clearing the glass dates twice a week um for a while yeah for a yeah. while to get us started and those were really and now, hard now we do them once a week still <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll go out on a date and do that but it was it was really hard to um <laughs> to to be open it is incredibly hard to say the things that are really deep down that that you think you can cover over and or just not bring up and you know that that was a lot of tough work and mara had to pry some things out of me sometimes and you know and i think now we've gotten through that initial phase where it's like okay here's this thing that i've been sitting on for you know weeks or months or years and you know finally being able to vocalize that there's been a few things that we've said that have been really hard that you know it's like, oh my God, is this going to end the relationship by saying this? And we've found that it really, I think, has enhanced it. You know, it, it you know, it might be you're, you're thinking to yourself for a day or two, but then you come around and you're that much closer. 
And so, so now we're at the point where I think we can both, we don't have them twice a week. Now we still have them when we go out on our a weekly date, but um, we're, a lot, we're able to just get those things out much faster and, and it's become much easier. So. Yeah. So when you're talking, because in Anami languaging, we talk about the clearing of the glass, like this clear glass, transparent pain that's between the two people, P-A-N-E, and sometimes P-A-I-N, that we like to, <laughs> we need to clear so that there is no residual stuff that we're holding on to, right? Stuff that weighs us down or that could have an impact on the relationship energetically, even if we try to rationalize, this could be too disruptive to discuss and maybe damaging to put out there. And so, but you're confirming in your experience that by doing so, it might be scary and jumping off of a cliff, but ultimately becomes better. It's cleansing and brings you even closer. Yeah, absolutely. It's it yeah. it is. It's like you close your eyes and jump off the cliff and hope that you make a landing. And but it's absolutely necessary yeah. for the type of relationship that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the kids too. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, my daughter is well. Our daughter, she's she's opening up like a lot. She she you know she tells us things that. I don't think, I don't think a teenager would tell their parents normally, you know, she'd be like, oh, I, you know, so-and-so thought I was crazy for telling you this or, you know, um, it's just, it's really cool. It's really cool to have that, that model with our relationship that hopefully will vibrate out. And it's like, we just share, we share who we are. We show up as we are, and then everybody has the permission to be themselves, like, and it's okay. That's so beautiful. And I think that's so accurate. And, you know, I think the generation I grew up in, or at least maybe the family dynamic and social examples were more about like hiding those things, hiding, oh, we can't share that with the children. We can't let the children see that versus where I've come to and what I show in my work and teach in my work and what you're talking about, this idea of being fully open and authentic and honest, both in your own relationship and then in your relationship with your children. And yes, I believe that by osmosis, they pick up all of that modeling and the best protection and the best education we can give children about being, you know, we can't tell people like, you know, okay, you go tell so-and-so that this is what you think. Like that has to come from within them, a certain kind of autonomy and self-confidence and self-assertiveness, right? And if we're modeling that, and that's the energy of the household, that's who they will take out into the world, especially in vulnerable times like their teenage years, where there can be such a potential threat to their own self-development, right? Where they can get captured into these different personas and psyops and I would say traps, you know, that really can hinder their self-realization, but that you can be and are meant to be that true guidance for them. But we do it through being ourselves, not by telling so much, but just by being and showing. Yeah. What a freeing thing that is too. Like you don't have to worry if, oh, do they like me for me? Because like you know. <laughs> Like either, either you like me or you don't like, but I'm going to be me and the kids too. Like they're finding that with, you know, our 10 year old is like, he, one time he was like, you know, these kids don't like me. And it was on his way to school one time and he was worried and, you know, they, they think I'm weird. And he's like, but, but you know what, mom, I think I just have to be myself because like, he just like said basically what you just said, like all from within. He's like, I just, I am weird. And I just, I have to be that way. I'm like, great. He's like, you know what? There is one kid who likes me for my weirdness. I was like, great. That's all you need is one friend, you know, like, and yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to see, like, we need more people who show up with their weird selves, you know, and like, this is who I am, take it or leave it, you know? One thing I do want to add, like, Okay, so 
so in shifting from one marriage to another, it was like, you know, I came in with all these grudges. It was like, oh, you know, I'd, I'll never accept this treatment again. You know, I'll never, I'll never, I don't know. I can't think of any specifics right now, but, but for a while I was really nitpicky at him. I'd be like, no, like you can't do that. No, I won't accept that. No, like I'm too good for that, you know, whatever. Um, and then once we started doing this glass clearing, it was like, oh, I like, I wasn't looking at myself. I wasn't looking at like the responsibility that I had to keep this relationship harmonious as well. And so a lot of that faded. I softened a lot and not to say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm this horrible person that was causing all the issues, but it, it's just, it's so relaxing and freeing to, to take full responsibility for everything and to share everything like to just be totally open and honest and but before I like I don't think in that defensive mode I wasn't able to be in a relationship you know which is why my marriage failed and it was why like maybe this one would have too but because I wasn't myself I was I was defensive and I wasn't sharing who I truly was. And we did not have a great sexual connection. It was like, it was fine. It was sex, but it wasn't, it wasn't gourmet sex, as you say. Um, and like, I mean, now it's like, like you would say in your, like, Oh, you know, my lover can like touch my arm and I have, and I was like, no way. Like that's, that's BS. Right. But now I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> like that, that can totally happen. I was like the other day, I was like, I had two orgasms before you even entered me. It was like, whoa, like what, how is this happening? Right. And it's just, I don't even like, it's just, it's practice and it's honesty and it's openness and it's vulnerability. And yeah. Yeah. We have this like this deep spiritual connection. It's so much far farther beyond physical. And and before like sex was just it was just physical. Yeah. You know, it was like, did that feel good to you? Yeah. Did that feel good to you? Yeah. Cool. Like successful, you know. <laughs> like, like, no, it's not, it's not for that really anymore. I mean, there's still that element to it, but it's it was way, 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 way way bigger so so tell me more about that evolution when you talk about being able to have orgasms even without touch or without penetration like how has your through this deepening of your connection and like you say you have now cultivated this radical honesty openness with each other this like deeper spiritual emotional closeness how has that changed your own your sex life are there any examples you'd be willing to share? Well, yeah, I mean, we would we would have sex before, and she would she wouldn't orgasm, so we would use like the we'd have to use toys and stuff to make that happen, like a vibrator, or yeah, something, yeah, and and you know it would be fifteen minutes, maybe thirty minutes, and we'd be okay, cool, we're done. And, and, you know, my own belief was like, well, that's, you know, that's pretty good for, for a guy. Like I'm doing all right, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, and there's not much I can do to improve that. Like it just, I'm just as good as I am. And, and, you know, through your teachings, we I was able to figure out, no, there's, there's a lot more that I can do as a guy and, and, you know, and then I started to see her opening up and being in touch with yourself and, and you can feel that in, in sex. And so you started having orgasms and, and, you know, it was one at first every once in a while. And then, and, and now it's, you know, (laughs) 10 or more, you know, if we, if we go for a while, it's, and, and, you know, our sessions can go, you know, we still have short ones and we can go 
an hour or two if we if we wanted to so it's just or yeah. like if we have time to yeah 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 like there's no excuse parents like we have quickies that are incredibly incredibly powerful like so, like I think that one time Elvis came in we we had just got back from Hawaii so it was like this this one time like toddlers walking in it was just like okay we like we had to be done but it was I how long was that 15 yeah, 20 maybe. minutes and it was like incredible like incredible and like that fueled me for like a week like <laughs> just like yeah. you know yeah and we got started this morning and and she was breastfeeding hercules <laughs> and you know that's just the you know you, you just kind of fit it in and i mean and that's not to say we were able to do this all the time we did like we still you know we're still living our <laughs> we've got our responsibilities and, and all that but i think we we realize now that if things aren't going well or we need help we need to get back together and yeah. you know either clear the glass or sexually connect and it's just made an incredible difference you know and i can see it just individually i think that's been a you know part of both of our second marriage just having this humility and, and understanding that you have to start with looking at yourself and you know whereas you can't have an ego <laughs> um and i think we've become aware of that you know where where our egos have gotten in the way but we've both been willing to look at ourselves and and kind of feel our way through this and yeah i i mean the courses were opening to that you know certainly we we've done our own journey and and had other learnings but yeah, just that intuition started with with this and kind of that embrace of of sex and and being much more open. Mm. I love hearing your perspective on that. Mm. And so, tell me about your orgasmic evolution as well, because when you you said like before you were having literal orgasms and sometimes only after using a vibrator and then you had your first cervical orgasm was it when you would after just giving birth like what tell me again the story about that and how that yes, evolved. Um, he it was it was on my birthday <laughs> he was like six weeks old Elvis was um now he's almost two but um I yeah it was like and we'd been having sex for weeks at that point. Like we didn't wait until six weeks. Like, I think, I think we waited days after, yeah. after giving birth. Um, yeah. Not to say that's for everybody. I don't want to like claim to be a doctor here, but like, we were fine. We were good to go. Like I was good to go. Um, and so, yeah, it was, he was six weeks old and it was my birthday. And I think it was like, we were still kind of working through like a lot of big bumps. And it was like, I was still really insecure. I had a hard time letting go releasing. And then it was like, we'd started and stopped and started and stopped. And, and then it was like, all of a sudden, I just like, started shaking, like shaking. And, and then I don't think you'd seen that before. Or no. like no yeah I'd, I'd never seen that so like we stopped and he was like are you okay and by that point I'm sobbing and just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing so so for a while I was like I think I just had a cervical orgasm like okay this is what she said the symptoms were you know and um and so for the first um while I would I would I would sob and sob and sob and sometimes for like 30 minutes afterwards like he would just hold me and I would just ugly cry you know and I guess I had a lot of things to release you know um and now every once in a while I'll have like like some emotion that comes up that wants to come through and it's just like um you know like tears welling up but it's but now it's just this full it's it's different it's a it's like a full body like deep breath 
it's like my, all of my cells get a recharge all at once. And you're just like, ah, you know, um, and, and it even, and you have to be open to have that happen. But even then, even being open and then having that orgasm, you're even more open, like more than you ever thought possible. And then it just keeps happening. And it's like, well, there's another one. There's another one. Like we don't, we don't count. Like he said, 10, like, no, it's, it's triple that sometimes. And, and it's just, I don't know. I love the way that you say gourmet because it does, it feels like you're just feeding all of your cells, all of your organs, your skin, your hair. Like I just feel so fed and nourished and loved and taken care of and settled. And, and another thing I will say like on this evolution is that I have, I've really embraced being a mother, like more than I ever did before. Um, There's a lot of pressure for moms to, to be a mom and also do a thing in the world. Like, have a career and which is fine, which is great. It's wonderful, but there's the pressure is there. So it's like, okay, but you're a mom, but what else are you? You know, like you can't just be a mom. And, um, and so I always kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, okay, you know, once the kids, you know, get a certain age, like I need to, I need to ramp up my career again. And, and I, the recently, like since having, um, these last two, I've really settled into it. And I'm like, I've been enjoying it so incredibly much and like sort of by accident have created this side business, like just out of passion and love and just like excitement in life. Like it's kind of being birthed out of me naturally, but it's not, and it's, it's not like I, I feel like I have to I have to have a job. It's anyway. So I, I love that. I love that piece of, of really just being able to love being a mom and, and how much I see that affects the kids and how much love and support that they feel by that shift that's happened within me. Yeah. I, I mean, just from the man, the guy's perspective is, I think that took incredible bravery on your part with, with, like the first time you felt that and started crying and actually opened up truly. I My could first tell. Orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. It was scary. Yeah. And it was scary. And I told you that I was like, I'm scared. I'm so scared yeah. to open up to you because I don't want to be hurt. Yeah. But your response was like, like even more like I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Like I will not let that happen to you. Yeah, it, and I think we've we've really come to understand kind of the the masculine and feminine um, energy. And there was, you know, another thing that you taught in your course is the need to, as a man, to embrace and be a container and to allow the space for for the the girl to be able to do this. And so that was something. You know, I certainly had work to do on, and and so, yeah, seeing this for the first time was it. You know, it was it was a full stop. Like, oh my god, like, we, <laughs> are you okay? And 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 it continued for 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 months, right? Like, we'd have different experiences <laughs> like this, and it it got you know more and more where you were able to open up faster, and we and cry and, and different things would come up and it would be, you know, even different sexual positions and stuff would trigger different things. And so, you know, when, whenever we'd hit that, you would, you got to where you could communicate it and we could talk it through. And, and so, yeah, it just, it takes a lot of bravery on the woman's side. And then, and then also, yeah, as a man being able to to hold that is is important so hmm. um, I want to comment I, I it sounds like all depressing and sad like after that first orgasm <laughs> it was my birthday right I started I sobbed for a little bit and then I started laughing and I'd get up and I was just like 
right? And I was like, I am starving. So like we went and had this like huge breakfast at this, our favorite coffee shop. And I ordered two entrees. Like I ate and I was so filled with energy. So it was like, it's not all like, okay, we're just processing through bad stairs. Like I cried, I shook, I was excited. I like, I, it was like this huge roller coaster. And so it's like, even though you're releasing emotion, it still fuels you and makes you feel really, really good. It's like a cleansing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so beautiful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share to round out this whole picture for people? No, I'll, I'll just echo what Mara said. You know, I think we both came into this relationship with a fair amount of baggage. <laughs> and, you know, and I think we were we were humbled by by our past relationship and some of the things we had faced. So we were we were able to be open enough to say, you know, why don't we why don't we take a shot at this course and just see if, if what you're saying is true. And I think we were able to, I mean, it's certain you really opened up some incredible doors for us. And, you know, we're, we're far from perfect, you know, but this has just been, it's led to so many other things. And I think what you, how you express yourself in sex and your openness, that really does flow out into life. Like I've, I've seen it with, with my job, some of the opportunities that have come in for us, yeah. you know, and we'll, we've talked about that. Like, <laughs> wow, maybe this is because we had such good sex last night. Like all of a sudden, like things come, come at us and we're like, wow, I didn't even see that coming. And so it, it's been, it's been Is there great. any example you'd be willing to share on that topic? This one too new. Do you want to share which you one? don't have to reveal anything too personal, but in a general way. And the, the one that just happened this week. Oh, yeah. So, so I've been I've been working on a, a startup idea, and and just haven't quite been able to bring it all together. And you know, and we went on a vacation, and with 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 the two little ones, and had just some really good sex. And then we came back and, and literally the opportunity that I've been trying to get after for two years was sitting there in my, in my email. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, I went down, told Mara about it. And that, that was the first thing that we said as well. It must've been just that crazy sex that we had. <laughs> and which yeah. was a quickie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you just, still. yeah. I mean, and it just leaves you wondering like how it, it just, it, the universe creates this. I don't know how to, how else yeah. to explain it. You, well, you the know. universe and you, right? You, your sexual energy, your genitals, the literal life force energy of the universe that we tap into every time we have gourmet sex, every time we have a profound sexual encounter. And that when we're really close and connected, even the shorter encounters can be very high quality because we're not dipping down into that level of separation or iciness, right? We're always hovering at that simmer. And so it's easy to just leap into these mm -hmm. quantum places. And then, yeah, and then the universe brings back to us we magnetize these things because we're inhabiting. We're, we're literally, we put ourselves in that life force flow. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Amazing. Anything else that you'd like to share like that? Hmm. Let's see. Think who will mind for you? For me personally. I mean, I have all sorts of things that I've been able to create through this. Um, things that really inspire me and haven't come to full fruition yet, but like they're they're there and they're they're gathering 
strength and momentum and yeah. yeah it's it's like you can feel this different energy or or vibration level whatever you want to call it but it, it's like you know before things would come up and you'd feel like okay life just knocked me down and it's going to take take a long time to recover from this or whatever and and now it's it, it's it's just this different feeling like it's it's like there's opportunities everywhere and it's just whatever you want to latch on to um we don't get knocked down anymore it's we every day we build yeah every day we move forward and sometimes we pause and kind of settle for a minute but it's like it's almost like we have to like accept the greatness and magnitude of what's coming to us. And then it's like, okay, I, I deserve this. I, I created this. I called this in. I deserve this. I want more. And like, we take another step forward and um, yeah, like we're, we're creating that life that we want and, and it's easy. It's easy, Kim. Like, it's just like, Oh, okay, here it is. Here's another thing. Okay, cool. Like, let's, and, and we're happy, like all the time. <laughs> yeah. We wake up after having two hours of sleep and it's like, how do you feel? Great. Like we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it's like, we feel deserving and, and yeah. feel like these things can come to us and we can call them in. And, and before we, you know, it was like we had to struggle or, or fight for every single thing that we got. And it's just a totally different feel now. I, I want to add, like, as a mom, as a parent, like, we're not perfect. Like, we 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 have a lot on our plates, you know, and and to be able to accomplish all of this with all of our responsibilities, like, could seem to somebody like, like, well, they're just special they're just unicorns right like most people can't do stuff like that like we were most people like we i don't know we're nothing we're nothing special like we've we've done this just day at a time choice at a time moment at a time and like i just want like people to know how possible it is you know if if you want it like you just have to have to decide that you want to be happy and that you want a good relationship and that you want your home to be peaceful and choose it over and over again and like it's it's incredibly possible it's so possible and it happens really quickly really really quickly once you get yourself like in line with that and yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, it's these, it, it happens quickly, but it's, it's not suddenly it's like these, these steps that, you know, you take every, every day, like having those communication or glass clearing dates that, you know, yeah, well, like, <laughs> like, I don't want I, like our little teeny tiny choices, you yeah. know, it's not like, Oh, like we had this massive opportunity or like, no, we had this massive sex weekend and that changed our entire lives it's it's all these little tiny steps that we fit into our very busy busy lives and um so like if we can do it <laughs> yeah and it's it's like there we we've always been able to return now to this this north pole right yeah. like if if things don't go the way we we want it's it's like okay let's get back to what we learned and what we now understand yeah so that's made all the difference too yeah yeah. And you say all of this as you're passing back and forth this little baby that's how old? <laughs> He's six weeks old today or yesterday. Right. Yeah. As you're breastfeeding, <laughs> tandem breastfeeding, passing the baby back and forth while doing that's this. That's what interview. I'm saying. We're freaking busy. And and we're living a magical, magical life with an incredible relationship. And yeah, I mean it's it's so possible. And I didn't think it was. <laughs> I always thought it was this this fairy tale of like, oh, I want love happily ever after, you know. Um, but like, I can say, like, it's we're truly happy, and it's yeah, it's 
very easy to access. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you both for sharing and letting us into your world and just, <laughs> yes, you too, all of yeah. you involved. Um, it's so inspiring and beautiful to hear. And I love even what you landed on there and just letting people know, right? Like it's a choice and anyone can get there. That's the whole Anami guarantee, right? Everyone can. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And our definitely our thanks to you, Kim, for getting us, showing us the right, right direction. <laughs> My pleasure. How epic are Mara and Phil? Cervical orgasms up the yin-yang, not missing a beat after her births, and having ecstatic, life-changing sex that is the creative source for everything from their parenting to their businesses. That is how it ought to be, and can be for everyone. The Coming Together Salon starts today. This 10-week online salon contains all the tools you need to overhaul your entire relationship, from communication skills to have the tough conversations, to yoni and lingam massage, to block clearing practices, to my full orgasmopedia with all the skills you need to reach energy orgasms, full body orgasms, cervical orgasms, plus my Tantra Primer for all of you wanting to use sex as medicine and a creative power source. It's all here. This course runs live once a year and you have me with you every step of the way in our weekly Q&A sessions where I'm there to coach and troubleshoot with you. Registration closes Friday night at midnight. Go to kimanami.com, look for sexual savant salons and click on coming together. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms. <laughs>